Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm going to leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at T-Mobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Cinnamon rolls and chili on a crisp November day. In the heart of football season, Thanksgiving's on its way. Mashed potatoes, turkeys, green beans not from cans. The Bosco boys are thankful for our diehard bonehead fans. Turkey time, boys. The boys are back, and we are here for our post-West Virginia game Q&A episode. My fearless co-host is back. Grant, um, you can't miss any West Virginia games. You know, last year was at least closer. It doesn't mean we're going to beat them, but it means we won't get blown out. I can't have my lovely dad (laughs) on for any post-West Virginia games anymore. That's fair. Um, I mean, in hindsight, I probably could have been on that. Um, I didn't do like really any, any drinking at all at the wedding I was at. Um, so in hindsight, I could have been on it to bear that, that meltdown, but, um, yeah, that was, that was an ugly one. All right. So you're, you're a little bit more removed from it. So usually we would have done this, you know, 36 hours earlier, just give me, like a one to two minute take on that game. Let the boneheads know any of your thoughts. Oh boy. I mean, top to bottom, pretty poor performance. Um, I don't think it's, well, I don't know. You could look at it two different ways. Um, one in the optimistic way that I don't think we're as bad as that. Our last game, um, we just got drubbed by what I think as a whole is an average to maybe good team b minus c plus to me uh b minus team in west virginia i don't know if their defense is really as good as advertised um because we know how limited our offense is but or you could look at it as we just got exposed and um the coaches have been doing a great job thus far covering up our you know inefficiencies going forward um but I think it's probably a combination of the two. I don't think we're going to, like, lose out or anything, but it's going to be really tough to go – to get ourselves to Arlington now. 
Um, it's possible well, because no it's that good. <laughs> but, but here's the thing: when it when it comes to Arlington, I think we have a question about that. It doesn't really change anything because here's the thing: if we were going to lose out to Oklahoma State and Iowa State, anyways, mm-hmm. we weren't we weren't going to. In all reality, I don't think we we're going to backdoor our way in. I don't Probably think we not. were. We're going to have to still so, beat one of those guys. Yeah, so you still have to beat one of those guys, and you're going to have to beat Texas and Baylor. So I don't really think it changes the equation. I think it just changes the confidence level. At least that's my take. And we're still top of the Big 12, and we're having a laugh. Literally, we're still the top true. of the Big 12. It's true. I mean, if you look back and someone said, you're going to be four and two at this point in time, and you're going to be tied for first in the Big 12 – Obviously, we would be ecstatic. Um, really, all you can do is pick yourself up and, and try to attack Oklahoma State. I mean, there's a lot of shit that you can look at, at that game to gripe about. But, I, I mean, really, there are very few positives um, to look at in that game. It was pretty ugly, top to bottom. Um, I think coaching-wise, I think just uh, execution-wise, players, coaches, all of it was pretty pretty dross. But um, we move on. There's really nothing you can do about it, and you got to go. You got you to gotta go again. Yep, no, I agree with you. We'll move on. But before we do, shout out to Bet, our, our great friends, Bet Online. They're our sponsors. Use promo code ARMCHAIR for your welcome bonuses. Get over there. Um, if you guys are listening to this, I think this will be the last episode you can wager on the U.S. election. Guess what? This is also the last episode you're going to listen to before Maction is back. That's right. Tomorrow, Wednesday, Maction is back. They have all sorts of games. Nothing is more fun than betting on Maction. And since Missouri and Kansas are two highest listenership states, are dumb and don't have legalized sports gambling, you should get over to Bet Online and use promo code Armchair to bet on all the Maction action this fall. Let's get into it. All of our. Uh, all the questions we have this extra pod so we can we don't have to stiff any questions so we're getting kicked off and honestly it starts off with basically just the ask bone or ask bosco mvps chef andre napier and paracat ryan both bringing the heat as always but paracat ryan starts us off what's your current favorite beer i'm right now having a pumpkin again i'm so i think after after I'm done with the pumpkin beers in my fridge outside of our annual drunk Q&A episode, if we do that in uh, uh, International Tap House, I'm going pure uh, whiskey and vodka, just spirits for rest of the year and maybe all the way until uh, next pumpkin season outside of visiting breweries. So I'm going through all my pumpkin beers and then I'm going exclusively spirits outside of visiting breweries. Um, but I have a pumpkin, and I'm actually starting to think that might be my favorite pumpkin beer of the year. That is a good one. Also, the nitro version of that's pretty fun, which is one. Actually, I don't. I don't remember if I've had pumpkin like just the, the regular. regular one. I've had the coffee. And you've and had nitro. Nitro, but I haven't had the regular one. It's solid. Yep. yep. Okay, uh, Chef Andre Napier, who's ready for the Cowboys? Um, We'll have the the game preview episode tomorrow. Um, but, you know, they kind of got exposed a little, by, a little bit by Texas. You said it correctly uh, when you were talking. There is no great team in this conference. There isn't a team that I think we can't beat. I think that they're good. Um, and definitely at this point, I'm ready for that game because I, I hate sitting on 
a loss, but uh, you know, I'm I'm ready for it. I I think I think we might surprise some people. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, definitely. I I don't have like a whole lot of confidence, but um, they're not named West Virginia, so I don't know. I mean, we always we really yeah. do struggle with Oklahoma State too, but um, we tend to play decent when we're heavy dogs. So who knows? I'm ready to. I'm ready to fucking move on from that train wreck on Saturday. No, I I am as well. I'm pulling something up real quick because West Virginia currently definitely is our big time bogey team. But if you look, well, I mean, if you start in 2007, if you start in, from 2007 on, we've only beat Oklahoma State four times. They've beat us. Seven times. So since 2007, it's it's been a lot of Oklahoma State. But we did have those back-to-back wins, 17 and 18. So uh, I, I don't know. They, they're it's typically probably, pretty close, though. They are typically. close. You know, last year it was 13 points. Uh, the year before, no, we were, we won by 19. The year before, won by five. Then uh, lost by six. Lost by two. One big, uh, lost by four, one by 14. Yeah, it's close. It is close, but I think West Virginia is the number one bogey team right now, and I think Oklahoma State might might be number two, actually, especially since we have some of this uh, newfound success with Oklahoma. So, uh, well, Texas has our number. Texas has our number now. They beat us three straight years, which is just disgusting. Yeah, no, that that is actually quite disgusting. I think we need to we need to switch that. I think we're due. I think we're due for them, but we'll get to that down the road. Yeah, that's a game in December. That's wild to think about. All right, Chef Andre Napier, how loyal is climbing to the staff? That's something that we truly don't know how loyal he's going to be. Yeah, I mean it's too early to say, and I mean he has, I think. So far, pretty good reason to be loyal to his staff. Um, I mean, I've got a shtick going on where I want to fire Jason Ray. But other than Not that – Not a shtick for me, honestly. No, it's – I legitimately would love to part ways with Jason Ray. And, you know, how loyal is he going to be to his wide receiver coach? Probably – I mean, who the fuck knows? Probably not that loyal. I'm sure he would be easily able to move move him on, but – I mean, Jason Ray is never any place for more than two years. If he comes back next year, that will be like an oddity for him. Well, I hope he, I hope the trend continues, but um, I mean, he, I think he's got a good staff in place. Um, I think the verdict is still kind of not out yet on Messingham. Um, He does some things I like um, and I'm not so sure that, you know, when we play poorly, it's really on his back mostly, he had, but he had it's hard to questionable, say. He had some questionable play calls, but I honestly, I, I'm, I'm not a Messingham hater as much as some of the other folks. I actually thought that it was a, a good sign that he's willing to change things up when he came out with three straight pass plays to start that game. So, My guess is less loyal than Bill Snyder was. I hope so. Shit. Um, But time will tell. I mean, it's only year two, and who the fuck knows? No, I agree. Uh, Powercat Ryan, which unit, if improved, would help Will more, the offensive line or wide receivers? I'm curious as to uh, what you think on this one. 
I think wide receivers. Um, but, I mean, big picture, offensive line, because – So you said both. You know, I need, I need I, one or I the I think – well, the reason I would say offensive line is because if we could open up the run game, then that would open up everything. But to help Will specifically, it's got to be the wide receivers. I mean – He's getting literally nothing out of them, and uh, part of that, I think, is not necessarily totally the wide receiver's fault. I think that they aren't put in great positions overall, but um, he has fucking no one to pass to, and when he does occasionally find somebody, they drop it half the time. So I think for Will specifically, the wide receivers would go further than the offensive line. Because, I mean, shit, yesterday or Saturday – he had a decent amount of time to throw the ball and no one to throw to. So I don't know. What do you think? I think it's offensive line and here's why you, you mentioned it. Part of it opens up the running game. Yeah. And then also, if you think about some of our best pass catchers, not wide receivers, Briley Moore, Sammy uh, Wheeler, Keon Mosey, Deuce Vaughn, you have those four guys who can catch the ball. And then also, you know, Philip Brooks and Sebastian Taylor, yeah, they'll have one or two drops a game, but if you work them into it, maybe Malik Knowles f- figures it out on his own. But if you're giving me a magic wand and says, hey, say, hey, uh, one of these groups is going to become below average and become above average, I think the offensive line directly helps Will more. Yeah, I could be convinced of that. So, I mean, if you're putting it that way, I guess. If you're putting it where if you can wave a magic wand and one of these units magically improves to above average, I'm fucking choosing offensive line every single time, though. No doubt about it. No, I I, I agree. So this is a good one. Boomers know. Uh, old Tuck's mad. I, I, like, I like the handles going on there. He loves him some will, but Rubley, uh, but is Rubley licking his chops or his lips for next year? I think – Jake Rubley is the type of kid that it wouldn't it wouldn't matter what Will Howard was doing, he he would come in and think he's going to win the job, regardless. I think that uh, if if I'm Jake Rubley and I look at Will Howard playing as a true freshman, it gets me excited, saying, "Hey, the staff will let me play if I earn my stripes." Yeah. And then also, again, I, I'm not trying to be harder on Will Howard uh, than I need to be. I think I might have been a little too hard on him on Saturday. He is still a true freshman. Um, but he has not done a single thing that would make any big-time quarterback recruit think, oh, I can't beat him out. I completely fucking agree with that. I mean, Will Howard has done pretty much what you would expect a freshman to come in and do. I mean, he's done, I think, the minimum. Um, I like some things. Like, I like some things that Will Howard does. Uh, I like some things about his game. I think he's got a good size. He's got pretty good touch on his pass. I think he has a stronger arm than Skyler. I don't think he's as accurate as Skyler uh, was at this point in time. And and that's saying something. Skyler wasn't an amazing deep ball thrower. But clearly, like, I mean, neither is Will Howard. He can't run very well. Um, but, I mean, he's not playing bad, per se. And when he does play bad, it's really not necessarily his fault. I mean, he made a few bad decisions um, that kind of cost yeah. us. But it's like, that's going to happen. Um, you take that with a 19-year-old true freshman. Um, but I absolutely think that Ruby's going to be licking his lips um, regardless. I think he'd be 
coming. I think if, like, I agree with you, he's probably got to be that type of player, and you have to be that type of player. If you're a quarterback, if you're a four-star, and you're going to play Division One, you got to be licking your lips if you're coming in and you're coming into Will Howard's position uh, this year. If he was going against Skylar Thompson as a senior, you got to come in and think, fuck it, I can beat this guy out. Why not? Um, even though if that's not close to reality. Um, so obviously Will Howard's going to have a huge advantage in terms of being in the system for as long as he has been and getting basically an entire season of playtime. That's going to be huge, no doubt. But if Rubley's, you know, got the chops, then why not? I think the staff will definitely – there's going to be a competition, absolutely. Oh, it'll be an open competition, and that's whether Skyler comes back, doesn't come back. Um, there's a stupid message board uh, rumor that uh, that North Carolina quarterback from Norton, Kansas, was going to be transferring to K-State. I don't buy that for one second. But they're, th- this staff has proven that they're going to have – competition at every single spot in the field and whoever's the best is going to play so I have no worries about that I'm honestly excited for spring ball to see what happens so we'll keep moving Powercat Ryan is there anything more K-State than blaming the OC when execution of plays is subpar I don't think and I'm I'm guilty of this as well of saying oh K-State fans were the worst yada 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 no that's just fans in general I mean there were Chiefs fans who were grumbling uh, in the first half, only being up twenty nine or twenty one to nine versus the Jets. There's, you know, fans of Alabama who think that the OC is calling that. Like that's just fans in general. I'm not going to. And, there's, and fans, get, there's fans that want to fire wanted to fire Andy Reid because of his four o'clock management, which is like a totally valid criticism of Andy Reid, but it's completely removed from reality. Like every well, fan base gets pissed off at the coaches. And is reactionary. Yeah, and and there are meltdowns over Coach Kleiman after week one this week or this year. I mean, we have people tweeting in, you know, oh, are you still sold on Kleiman? I mean, th- that's just what fans are going to do. I'm not going to say when, – when K-State fans do something stupid and it's stupider than other fan bases, I'll call them on it. But getting mad at the offensive coordinator when he only scored 10 points, that's just, that's just par for being a college sports fan, so – uh, and, yeah, I mean, and there's <laughs> there's not a lot Courtney Messicam can do when we are being just thoroughly dominated on the field. Um, they didn't really give us much of an inch. I mean, it w- we kind of gashed them on that second drive. Maybe it was the opening drive. I can't remember. No, uh, no, it was the drive, second drive. Yeah. Second drive, we threw a pick on the first one. Um, and that was a nice um, – that was a nice drive by Courtney Messingham. He had put together a lot of really good plays and we should have been in the end zone. I mean, he drew up a nice play to Jax where, I mean, that should have been a touchdown, no doubt about it. And if we score there, it could be a different game. Who the hell knows? But it always comes back to execution. Um, I mean, at the end of the day though, Messingham, obviously not perfect. He's open to criticism as well. No, he's not perfect. But again, I think, I think it's taken a little bit far. Um, the good chef is Briley more more valuable than Deuce? No, he's not, but he's very valuable. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I am Austin McCain. Sold on Will Howard? Question mark. Are you sold on Will Howard? Um. <laughs> All right, here. Let, 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 let me I, put I, it two ways. I mean, you're not saying. 
you're not one of the people, and I, I, at least I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'm sold on Will Howard in the sense of Skyler's not playing this year, and I don't believe Nick Ost or Jaron Lewis would be better. So in that sense, I'm sold on Will Howard. But I'm not willing to give him the keys to the car and say, hey, you're going to be a quarterback, starting quarterback, QB1 for four years. So I'm also, I, yeah, I agree with that. And I'm also not sold on him enough to say that he should have taken time from Skylar Thompson because clearly – it's just that's not the case. I mean, I think he's a good quarterback for what he is, a freshman, um, but he's clearly – he's not where we need him to be at the moment, and that's not necessarily his fault um, because it's hard to do a lot in this offense. He's got very few weapons to distribute the ball to. So um, I like Will Howard. I have confidence in him, um, but he needs help. I mean, if the offense is clicking, you know, he's, he's good enough to get the job done for sure. All right, uh, Powercat Ryan, is Chris Kleiman the front runner for the Michigan job? So I don't think he's the front runner. I think Luke Fickle is the front runner, Cincinnati, because I think Harbaugh might be getting fired this year. Um, I think Luke Fickle's number one, but I think K State fans will are, are probably being a little willfully ignorant if they don't think that anytime a Big Ten job pops up, uh, that Chris Kleiman won't at least be mentioned. Yeah, I agree. But it's good that we just uh, were preemptive about, you know, extending him and giving him that raise. So at least we have that in our back pocket. We do. Chef, we got two, the next tier from Chef. Is Bill the Butcher's pocket awareness worse than Skyler's as a freshman? I would have to go back and look at what Skyler did as a freshman. But, again, these are 19-year-old kids playing out there. I'm not going to hammer him. Uh, for, you know, being a little jittery in the pocket. That's just not something I'm – I personally – Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, don't, I feel like – I mean, Skyler was pretty – got very limited time as a freshman anyways. And he and also, probably stepped into a more complete offensive line and team. When the hell was that? 2017. So we were okay that year. Um but I'm not really – I don't care, <laughs> really, about that question, to be honest. I just feel like it doesn't matter. Um, they're different – they're completely different players. And I, I think I think Will's pocket awareness is honestly pretty good. Yeah, I think it's fine. Um, the good chef, did the Derek Newton news have any effect on the game? I think it had a major effect on the game. I don't think that you can be in such a close, tight-knit sport as football – and uh, you ha- it's one thing Derek Newton had left the program. It's another thing that they find out uh, he killed himself. And then it's a whole other thing on top of that, the uh, possible, uh, you know, criminal things that he was doing on top of that. I could not imagine if someone who I had been around, you know, every single day for like the last six months killed himself and then let alone then had the possible, uh, you know, criminal I don't even know if I'd go so far saying acquis or you know acquisitions. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's a touchy thing. I just I I think it one hundred percent had uh, had something to do with that game. Probably. I mean, yeah, they're young kids, and it's probably pretty jarring to lose somebody that you're close to like that. Um, so hard to say that it would not have an effect on the game. Greg KSU ten twenty seven. Greg, go back to Big House. Greg is your Twitter handle. Um, he asks, is Neil Brown building a monster? Maybe. I think Neil Brown's a pretty damn good coach. He's recruiting well. I think uh, 
I think West Virginia is going to be something to be reckoned with. I, I really wish we could have gotten either this year or last year against them. So, uh, Power Cut Ryan. Nobody spells Neil Brown's name right, which I respect. Keep spelling his name wrong. How did Greg spell it? I already unlocked it. N-E-I-L. It's N-E-A-L. Oh, yeah. Loser. Whatever. And he's he's also doesn't have good bathroom etiquette, if uh, memory serves me correctly, right? It's very true. It's very true. <laughs> All right, Paracat Ryan, you get to pick one game as an automatic win, but you have to pick one game that the Cats lose. Who do you choose to beat, and who do you choose to lose to in the final four games? Uh, one game's an automatic win. win. And one's the other is an automatic loss. loss. Automatic loss, I'll go Oklahoma State. Automatic win, I'll go Iowa State. So, automatic win, I'm definitely going Iowa State. Um, but there's, there's some strategy to this. Um, do you go automatic loss versus Texas to have a shot versus Oklahoma State? Who do you think you have a better shot at beating? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree. Oklahoma State. I mean – or, no, Texas, we have a better shot at beating, in my I, mind. I agree with you because it's also late – and, you know, one or two unexpected losses for Texas, they would check out. So I agree with you, but I, I think there, there could be some strategy. I like that question. A different strategy, I don't know. I mean, a different, you could look at it as automatic win Oklahoma State, automatic loss Texas, and then Ooh. You, just, you just trust yourself against Iowa to State. To beat Florida. Iowa State. Ah, that's that probably actually, the move. That, yeah, that's actually probably the move. Because I would rather – I mean, I'd, I don't want to play Oklahoma State. I think yeah. they're much – I would not – if if we're going to take our chances to Arlington and we have to meet somebody again, I do not want it to fucking be Oklahoma State. Um, I don't want it to be Oklahoma either. Uh, so I don't to, either. No, but I, 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 think, I think that's actually the way to go. You guarantee the Oklahoma State win. You take your chance with Iowa State, and then you take the L versus Texas. I actually, I think that is, I think that's the move. I think yeah, that's the move right there. That okay, that's the move right there. And know what also <laughs> is the move? Going and visiting Manscaped.com for the best boxer briefs in the world, folks. We've talked about it so much now. I don't understand why anyone wouldn't. Yes, it's a little pricey, but if you use promo code armchair, you get 20% off and free shipping. And I promise you, you will not regret getting the best boxer briefs in the world. They also have the best body hair trimmer in the world, the Lawn Mower 3.0. It's amazing. I basically am a male model because I shave my body using the lawnmower 3.0 and I'm still waiting on the weed whacker uh, for my nose and ear trimmer. It's going to come, I hope. And then they also have all sorts of fun goodies. So go over to manscaped.com, use promo code armchair. So Powercat Ryan asked, do the cats finish above 500 in the big 12? We are currently sitting at what? Four and one? Four and one. I say yes. Yeah. I, I, so he's basically asking if we're going to lose out. We're not going to lose yeah. out. Or are we three and not. one? If no, we, we're four and one. We're four and one. I mean, if we lose out, that would be disastrous. Um, we're not. Yeah, we're I mean, not going to lose the Baylor. I don't, I'm not going to lose the Baylor. Um, not going to lose the Baylor. I hope. Um, I think that you're winning at least one of Texas and Iowa State. Um, yeah. So I mean. No, we're, we're definitely finishing about 500. Definitely. All right. Trey, 
Trey Nutt asked, uh, worst loss since. Uh, I mean, again, it, it 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 depends on your definition of worst loss. I mean, it's, I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, worst loss since our last loss. Okay, yeah, Arkansas, Arkansas State. State. I mean, I think Arkansas State, State was worse. Probably. Um, I think West Virginia last that year was felt, worse. Arkansas State felt. Yeah, Arkansas State felt much worse to me than losing on Saturday. Yeah, it felt I, terrible. I was fucking distraught. West Virginia last year was worse too. I mean, we weren't even favored to win this game. I mean, no. Vegas, Vegas knows. Experts know. Like, it, it, no, I'm not. I'm this game. It sucked losing the way it did, but just the fact we lost the game, not too worried. Um, Greg KSU ten twenty seven. If you're an NFL GM, how do you let the or how far do you let the NFL or the Stills brothers fall before you pick them in the draft? I mean, they're freaking beasts they're going to make an nfl franchise very happy both of them yeah i agree they're very impressive brothers it's so weird that'd be really cool yeah I, it's not a two for one i don't think if you vote if you draft one of them you get both of them but they're no, both no. they're both nfl caliber defensive tackles so um chef andre napier does this do anything for your confidence uh in Knowles for the rest of the season so I when he caught that one pass, I thought, okay, maybe we'll see more rest of the game. But again, it sounds like he got banged up in that game. I mean, as much as I wanted to do something for my confidence in Knowles rest of the year, it doesn't. Are you there, Grant? Grant. All right, Grant, I lost you for a little bit, but does Malik Knowles hold Hauling in that 35-yard uh, touchdown pass give you any more confidence in him for the rest of the season? So did you answer the question? And yeah, now I, I'm I, said for, up? I said for me, it, 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 I wanted it to, but it, it sounds like he got banged up later in the game. So I, yeah. I, my confidence just really – I just think he's a talented player, but he just can't stay 100% healthy. Yeah, it doesn't really do anything for me. I mean, it's one catch, and he still got battered. Um, not really. I'm going to need to see some more consistency, especially, I mean, yeah, if he's going to keep fighting the injury bug, then it's going to be hard for him to make an impact on games. Yep. Cody Steinloggy, uh, at what point do we uh, point toward some of the blame towards Jason Ray? Receivers are not developing, and they seem to be regressing. I mean, I think I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my biggest gripe um, and – my biggest gripe with the wide receivers, obviously, despite the fact that they cannot catch, is the routes that they run just seem to be really stupid. Um, it seems like we can only get open when we run, like, little out routes five yards to the sideline. It seems like that's literally the only time we can get open. Outside of the tight ends and outside of an occasional deep ball, um, I don't know. Like, it just seems like our routes take either too long to develop for the amount of protection time that we have, or they take so long to develop that it's just easy to fucking guard. Um, and it's easy to keep the wide receivers contained. I mean, there was like five or six times on Saturday where the wide side of the field had single coverage on a wide receiver and they had like a 10 yard cushion 
and a simple slant would have gotten us eight to 10 yards. And I feel like we literally never run slants. We did it one time that I can recall on, and I'm sure we run slants more often, but the one time I saw us do it on Saturday, we got a first down and it was pretty effortless. So I don't know. I think this is kind of goes back to, I mean, this goes back to bill. Like we're, it just felt like, what the hell are these routes that we're fucking running that are taking a year to develop and our guys can't even get open when, I don't know. It just seems like, and maybe it's just the quality of the wide receiver. I don't know, but I think there's gotta be some other way to get them into space because there are, they're not fucking being pressed every play, not even close. So who knows? I'm fine with binning Jason Ray. I haven't liked Jason Ray for like two years, so he can go as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, A-Rot7 asked something similar. Can we start asking questions about Jason Ray? Receivers rarely get open. When they do, we've seen an unbelievable amount of drops. I think you and I are, like, there. Like, we're not putting up a fight with people who want to get rid of Jason Ray. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, you got to ask some questions for the coach that's responsible for the wide receivers at this point. I think it's totally fair. Yeah. E. Malarado asked simply, what's wrong with the offense? I'm – uh, predisposed to assume it's mess and Ray, but I don't know uh, if my blame is validated. I mean, again, uh, a lot of questions about Jason Ray. We're all for going after Jason Ray. Again, Courtney Messingham, I don't – there are a handful of play calls throughout the year where I've kind of questioned him. And we've been on this pod saying, hey, he sometimes is too slow to adjust. But West Virginia is not a game that I have issues with uh, Messingham. No, me either. And – I think we just need to also remember that we are extremely young offensively and there's walk-ons sprinkled in everywhere. Um, the level of talent is just not very good. This is, this is not that good of a team. I mean, our squad is – it's legitimately talent-wise on the lower half of the Big 12 easily. Um, and that's just – I think that's a testament to the coaching job that we're sitting at four and two and tied for top of the big 12 right now with some pretty impressive wins. So you just got to objectively step back and look at it. I mean, we would be absolutely terrible if Deuce Vaughn was not a revelation, you know, Uh, we'd be awful. We'd be awful. There'd be no weapons. And we just need to remember that, um, that we kind of said it a few times, last week that we're going to have to scrap our way we've scrapped our way through every win and we're going to have to scrap our way through every win going forward so we just gotta buckle up because we're not that good KSU Railroader asks gives give me two reasons why we still make it to Arlington well one we've got we've already got our guaranteed win against Oklahoma State <laughs> um I don't know um coaching coaching is one Chris Kleiman has these guys believing <sighs> It's hard to come up with a second one. Um, well, I, I would say our defense, but I don't know. I honestly think if AJ Parker plays on Saturday and he's fully healthy, that's a completely different defensive ball game. Um, I mean, he doesn't. We don't get beat across the middle by like fucking eight slants on third down. I really don't think so, and I don't think we get gashed up the middle for nine yard draws to the running back either, because. He, when he's in the middle of the field or when he's able to be in the middle of the field and kind of surveying that area, you know, we are much better as a, as a defense. So that's tough. That's a tough question. Well, no, I mean, I'd say I, coaching is one, though. No, coaching and the fact that we're already sitting at number one and we've already 
played our two toughest road games. I mean, yeah. th- there it is. So uh, we'll see. And if you want to uh, bet on us making it to Arlington, get over to Bet Online again. We said at the top of the show, use promo code Armchair to get special bonuses, a little bit of extra scratch in your uh, bankroll to gamble on college football. We love uh, Bet Online, and they love you. K- Key SU one. Why did the offense look so boring uh, all day besides the one throw to Malik? It's just because we couldn't get anything going. West Virginia, I truly believe, is a good uh, defense. And we, you know, you have an inexperienced quarterback and you couldn't figure it out. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, It wouldn't have been more exciting if we were running some running gun offense. We weren't, there, there's no offense on that day that was going to be exciting. I, I don't. I don't know if that answers the question the way you wanted it to, but what, until this team can effectively establish the run, the offense is going to look very, very subpar. Um, because we just, I mean, shit. If you can't establish a run with these wide receivers, you're in trouble because they're not going to fucking bail you out. Like, it's going to be tough sledding going forward, and we're just going to have to bullshit our way. <laughs> We have to bullshit our way to Arlington. That's the only way. Uh, Grant Leonard, 21, on a scale of 1 to 10, what are your worries with Howard's accuracy watching the game? seemed like a lot of throws were not even close, especially that interception intended for Porter. Is the inaccuracy more Howard or bad wide receiver group? I think the inaccuracy is on Howard. He's not helped by the wide receivers. On a scale of 1 to 10, how worried am I? I mean, he's shown flashes. I mean, again, I, Howard is, is not in a position as a quarterback where he can take over a game and win it for you, uh, which is what we probably needed on Saturday. Um, so if that's what you're looking for, it's a 10. If it's just that, hey, can he game manage us to some more wins? I would say my worry skill is like a three. Yeah. I'm not overly worried. But if you need but, – but like I said, if you're needing him to win you the game, then it's a 10. Yeah. So I guess a five. Sorry, I just, threw, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Uh, <laughs> completely lost focus. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's kind of got a pattern with overthrowing receivers. I think that's probably due to not necessarily skill level. I think it's probably the fact think, that, you know, he's 19 years old and he's in the deep end right now. Um, I think because he game- has shown that he can't be accurate, but – the game's moving fast. I don't know. He's also shown that he's not super accurate. <clears throat> I think he'll get there. Yeah, it's moving fast, and you have to make quick decisions, and that that probably leads to overthrowing the ball a lot. So, Derek Litke asks, "How long will it be uh, before we have, or before we don't have to rely on a perfect game to win?" Well, here's the thing: we didn't play perfect versus TCU, and we still found a way. Um, so, I, I I understand what you're saying. Uh, but I think it's a little bit of a fallacy. But I think it's still going to be two years before you say, hey, we're going to have eight games on the schedule where we're, we can win it based on talent alone and we don't have to worry about executing better than the other team. We just have to, you know, show up and play our C-plus game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that will ever be the case, to be honest. Um, maybe. I mean, that's the – to hope that I mean, you know if you, if you look at what TCU, real talent it can i mean if you sorry, look at no i if you look at like say two years from now two at least two out of the three non-con you're gonna get there i think mm-hmm. you're gonna get there over texas tech 
I think depending if TCU can't turn around recruiting, TCU, you're going to be right there. KU, there's five. There's five games. So then it's like, okay, can you – can once you get Kleiman's guys in, will they be talented enough to get that, you know, power five non-con where they're the more talented team? Yeah. Uh, I don't I mean, think you're going to get there versus West Virginia. I don't think you're going to get there versus Oklahoma. Uh, maybe you honestly might get there based on Texas, the way shit's imploding there with their <laughs> recruiting. Granted, they got that win. I think they might turn around. But, I mean, I, you're never going to recruit at a top 25 level where you win eight games just roll or nine games just rolling the ball out there. But I think in two years, maybe it'll be seven, six or seven. I think the goal is genuinely – to widen our margin of error, um, essentially, because at K State it is so fucking slim. And I mean, if you look at it, you're right. We haven't played we haven't played a perfect game once this year. I mean, really, um, every game has taken that we've won. Every game that we've won has taken like a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown to make a difference outside of KU. Even though, really. We were pretty shit until without special teams, we were pretty shit that day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Ideally, I just – I mean, I don't know. That's that's the goal. When Kleiman gets his guys in, that the foundation of talent is much higher than it is when he came in. Um, but I think if, if we can just widen our margin of error quite a bit, then that would be nice to where we can weather those mistakes that we make and still win. Yeah, SF Wildcats Wildcats won. Where does the performance rank on the nightmare list? Probably doesn't make it onto my nightmare list. It sucked, but it sucked, but it was easy for me to be like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done over this game. Uh SF Wildcats won. Not an excuse, but overall take on officiating. Seemed like there's a number of miss holds and PIs on West Virginia. Guys, there's miss PIs and holds in every game. At least that's my perception. Yes. There were some third downs where we could have gotten a flag on West Virginia to pick it up, but nothing even worth, honestly, in my head mentioning. I mean, we got battered regardless, so it, that didn't affect anything. One play that stood out was the hold on Justin Gardner. I thought that was dog shit, but other than that, I mean, whatever. Yeah. How annoying was West Virginia's third down death bell? For me, it's right up there with the OU fight song. But it indicated that uh, we were horrendous on first and second down thoughts. Um, I was talking to my dad through the entire – I don't think I heard it. I mean, I, I've heard it because I've been in the stadium, but, like, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, every single – like, we have, like, welcome to the jungle. The – like, the, you know, like, everyone, everyone I mean, plays something stupid on third down. You know, also, like – you know how many fucking times we play our fight song during the game and how many times we play Wabash? It's like it's insane. A lot. It's, it's as a lot. much as OU plays Boomer Sooner. It's it's so much. So I don't I mean one time I was at the KU game in Lawrence, I think it was twenty sixteen, maybe seventeen. Fifteen, who the fuck cares? It was freezing. I was sitting on the west side um with like the KU alumni. And the guy sitting in front of me was just like pointing out every single time we played Wabash. And I swear to God, it was like every other play. It was unbelievable. So it was getting to me. I was like, yeah, we need to get some new songs here. So I think uh, Oklahoma gets a bad rap with Boomer Sooner. 
L Winter 79, uh, were K-State fans naive to be dreaming of Arlington with a true freshman quarterback and re- uh, relying on the defense and special teams to win games? No, it's what fans do. We st- we're still in first place. Hell no, we're still if going. You, if you split, if you split one, if you split the next two, if you get one win out of the next two, we have just as good a chance as anyone. No, not naive. Dare to dream. That's even even saying. still, even still, six and three might be like the yeah. record that gets in there. Eh, who knows? We're not going to have the right tiebreakers. I don't. We won't have the right tiebreakers probably. But I'm saying like even. I mean, it still might be like two six and three teams in there i mean i guess i guess if you again if you as long as you split as long as you split what or uh oklahoma state and iowa state then i guess if that loss came to baylor then all of a sudden you might have the right tiebreakers yeah i don't want to lose to baylor but i don't either i don't either all right, uh, <laughs> KSU Railroader, should we start – and he, he spelled Neil Brown, right? Should we start campaigning Neil Brown to Michigan? I think Neil Brown's going to go south, not north, but whatever it takes to get Neil Brown out of the Big 12. I like having good coaches in the Big 12, though, because I want our conference to be stronger. So I would, let's just beat – no, let's just start I would, being better. I, would, I mean, I agree, but I'd rather those good coaches be at, like, I'd rather Oklahoma and Texas have the two best coaches than West Virginia. I mean, Neil Brown's recruiting at top 25 out there, and, again, they're in a good, fertile recruiting ground. But, I mean, I'd prefer not to have to deal with West Virginia. So, he can go to Yeah. I'd like to start beating him, though. I'd like to get him back a few times. I don't think we ever will, but we'll (laughs) see. KSU Railroader, we got three more. Are wide receivers not getting open due to talent gap, bad route running, or a combination of both? For what it's worth, even slow-ass Dalton Schoen got open last year. I mean, I think it's a combination of both. I don't think they run good routes, and I think that they're not very talented. Yeah, I agree. SF Wildcats won. Uh, was West Virginia's defense legit, or was our offensive game plan and execution abysmal? As a follow-up, how much better is our D with Siler still on staff? I think West Virginia's defense is legit. I know you don't think so. I do think that the execution was bad. I don't have an issue with the game plan. I don't know how much a difference Siler truly is making. I mean, he was tapped to be the defensive ends coach. He might have gotten promoted to defense or to linebacker coach after Hazelton left, but Klanderman was going to be the uh, defensive coordinator. I'm not. I mean, I think Siler's a good coach, but I don't think it's making much of a difference. I mean, fuck, our defense was good last year. And outside of last week, it's been pretty good this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think you truly have to take into account um, the loss of A.J. Parker. I mean, he's been consistently our best defender this year. So not having him really hurt us. Um, And I think, I mean, I think West Virginia's D is really good, but I don't think they're as good as we made them look on Saturday. So it's probably a combination. Final question, a couple days removed, but from K-State, KC, do you have any Halloween candy hot takes? I don't think so. I mean, I think I don't like, you know, the notoriously shitty candies, but uh, most most, uh, candies I pretty much like. I don't know. I hate dots. I think dots are bullshit. People like dots a lot. I don't think those are Do good. Do they? I hate dots. Um, anything that is like fruit-based candy, I'm out on Skittles, dots, Jolly Ranchers. Um, if it's not like a chocolate or a caramel base, 
I mean, I guess, I don't know, I like payday. But, like, no, I, I don't need Skittles. I don't need Dots. I don't need Runts. I don't need uh, anything. Like, uh, Damn, I forgot about Runts. Laffy Taffy. I'm out on Laffy Taffy. What about um, – how do you feel about Almond Joy? I'm fine with Almond Joy. Uh, coconuts, I love Almond Joy. Not my favorite. Uh, here, here's a fun little story for the podcast, if anyone's still listening. Uh, first or second weekend in college, uh, me, Chris, Matt, and Alex Crawford, we had a four-man dorm room. Uh, we had – I think this was the first weekend. Uh, had a lot of people in our dorm room. The following weekend, we'd get busted for out, having alcohol in our dorm room. Um, but the first weekend – I, I, I was drunk and I was like, I was like, man, I'm, I'm drunk. And I think, uh, Chris, I think Chris Dickey said, shut up. I've had like two more shots in it. And I was just like, Oh yeah. Well, we had like six shots lined up of Malibu coconut rum. I took all six shots. I'm like, Oh yeah. Who's drunk now? Cause I'm a stupid 18 year old in college. And then someone turned around and iced me with a grape smearing off ice. And I chugged the ice. I think 15 minutes later, I was in the bathroom vomiting for the rest of the night, and I slept in our shower. So uh, I'm not, not right. a, I'm not a big coconut fan, but I don't mind it. Uh, but I definitely don't seek it out after that night. I think that's pretty reasonable. So I think with that, I, I'm done. Uh, again, I think folks are listening to this probably on Tuesday because I think Wednesday we're dropping our uh, preview show. Um, this is what I'm going to say to folks. I – I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen on election night, but regardless of what happens, try not to kill anyone, I guess. Uh, I think uh, we're, we're at a crossroads in America where things are very toxic on both sides. I think that everyone in America is going to hopefully be better off come Wednesday morning and we can put this toxic election cycle behind us and hopefully take a step forward in being less toxic uh, citizens but I don't think – I mean, I'm sure two and a half years from now will be just as shitty. But I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping people start being nice to each other. Now we can get back to arguing over LeBron versus Michael Jordan on Twitter instead of what we have been for the last couple of weeks. So that's what I have to say. I'm not going to talk anymore. Grant, say whatever you want, and then I'm going to hit stop on this podcast. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm just going to follow it up with what I like to normally say. Meet me at the Cathead. Somewhere in Ann Arbor there's a broken traffic light Blinking softly for an audience of one A boy who takes his comfort in the shelter of the night And stays up until the morning just because And somewhere in Ann Arbor there's an empty parking lot Where he likes to go and look up at the moon Ask himself where things went wrong And why he feels so caught In hopes that things start changing someday soon Oh, he's got it all He's got the life that they all said that he would want And oh, he's got it good so why the hell can't he start feeling like he should? Somewhere in Ann Arbor there's a table set for two Where he'd like to find some company to share 
Spend the evening spilling his whole life to someone new Perfect smile and a ribbon in her hair Somewhere in Ann Arbor there's a vacant hotel room Where he leaves all of his lovers high and dry Pretends he's got the thing they want But when he has them fooled He crumbles and escapes into the night Oh, he's got it all He's got the life that they all said that he would want And oh, he's got it good So why the hell can't he start feeling like he should? He's got it all He's got the life that they all said that he would want And oh, he's got it good So why the hell can't he start feeling like he should? And oh, he's got it all He's got the life that they all said that he would want Oh, he's got it good So why the hell can't he start feeling like he should? Sports Social Podcast Network